Hello, this is Nick Markey. This is now the Nick Markey podcast. I've decided to do a little rebrand from the Beach Barbell podcast, which is my physical therapy clinic and gym here in Wilmington. I wanted to expand generally what I want to talk about since it's more or less going to be my morning drive slash rant for approximately 24 minutes. That's how long it takes me to drive from my house right now to my clinic. Uh, Nice and early in the morning so there's no traffic. Anyways, so again, welcome to the Nick Markey Show. Um, still most likely going to talk about health and pain and rehab type stuff, but I will also dump into other random topics, um, maybe eventually even talk a little political stuff. And, uh, disclaimer, I am a libertarian, um, lots of people think differently or define that differently, but basically all that means is I believe rather more or less in live and let live, um, don't hurt people, and don't take their stuff. Yeah, I won't get too much into that today, um, but maybe on another day I'll uh, dive into that a little bit more detail. Anyways... So it's Monday, or Tuesday, no, I missed yesterday, it's Tuesday, the 18th of 2020, February, February's almost done, and uh, this is your semi-weekly, like I said, rant (laughs) as I drive to work, Um, but I'll get on with it, I'm stalling. Anyway, so it's talking to uh, met with a doctor the other day or last week, and I asked him, you know, what what among other things, but I asked him specifically, you know, what kind of things don't you like or had a bad experience with physical therapy, and. He said, you know, when the patients come in and there's a bunch of them and like a bunch at a time and they're all just laying on hot packs. So I kind of laugh because that is an annoyance of mine too and definitely not what I see as physical therapy. Um, It's kind of interesting though to think about what the heck even physical therapy is, right? It's simple to understand when you're thinking of maybe it and being in a hospital or maybe like a a rehab setting where someone, you know, has got discharged from the hospital and isn't quite ready to go home yet for whatever reason. Um, And so rehab will work with them on, you know, learning how to, you know, move around and use their body in whatever 
condition it is in now. Uh, you know, maybe if it's like somebody had a spinal cord injury, they're used to walking and normally doing stuff like that, but now they have to learn how to use a wheelchair and navigate up and down curbs and all that kind of stuff. So um, the rehab team, usually that's called acute rehab. So in a short term, you're there for weeks, months kind of thing, and then going home. Um, so that's pretty straightforward. You can see where that is, you know, physical therapy and learning to, you know, move around and function, you know, with my new life. Um, when it gets to outpatient, it's kind of interesting because there's kind of a, I guess, a gray area of um, when it becomes physical therapy. And it's interesting just what different people think of as physical therapy or the word treatment. Um, so like, you know, let's say maybe a straightforward case, someone gets a uh, total knee. So that's where someone probably had, you know, arthritis and severe enough knee pain that they elected, so decided to go in for uh, a surgery where they remove the ends of the bone and replace it with some sort of uh, artificial, um, you know, ceramic or titanium um, type uh, material so that they no longer, uh, or the joint arthritis is no longer an issue because now it's an artificial material. So, you know, they, they cap off the ends of the bone, put on that artificial material, and then uh, zip the person up. They go to, generally they're gonna get referred to outpatient physical therapy. Usually what'll happen is they'll be in the hospital for a day or two, um, then they'll go home. Oftentimes there's what's called home health, um, both nursing and therapy. And then after maybe a couple of weeks of that, they'll go to outpatient therapy, physical therapy, where work on things like getting the range of motion back of the knee, um, trying to get it to straighten better, get it to bend better, um, get the strength in it better, work on things like going up and down steps. Um, basically, similar situation as the spinal cord injury patient in the acute setting, but in this and since the person with the surgery goes to a place and you know goes there for generally half an hour to an hour and uh, works on all those things maybe rides a bike whatever pretty straightforward but what's interesting is um, in my experience which I know are the three worst words you can say for a <laughs> science-based uh, practitioner, but in my experience, <laughs> um, watching what my colleagues did with people never made a whole lot of sense. And generally what I would see would be, you know, so I'm just talking about these total knees for now. So a total knee patient comes in, maybe they get on the bike for a few minutes, three to five minutes or whatever. Okay. That's fine. Um, then the therapist would proceed to kind of stretch their leg and generally would do things that are called a joint mobilization. 
and that's kind of like where they're going to push near the joint, the knee joint, up or down, sometimes kind of wiggling it up and down with the idea that they're improving this, uh, it's called accessory motion of the knee, so it's kind of sliding back and forth, okay? And the idea behind that is that if you improve that, then the knee will be able to bend or straighten better. And if you look on the face of, I, I want to say almost all of the people with the total knee, it is not pleasant. They are in a lot of pain. And usually they're not super excited to go to physical therapy. And then oftentimes therapy gets this moniker of physical torturers. Okay? I never understood, I mean, I used to do things like that. I, I generally wouldn't go to the point where someone was having a lot of pain personally because that just doesn't make any sense to me. But, and so I used to do a lot of those joint mobilizations, but I never understood later on. I keep saying never understood. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but it actually just doesn't make any sense. And here's why. So when the surgeon is in there, all right, they um, open up the person's knee, you know, cut open the skin, okay, maybe move, move the uh, kneecap aside, okay, unless they're going to replace that too, um, and then they chop off the ends of the bones near the knee joint, so the bone parts that make up the knee joint, they, that is not like, they use a saw, <laughs> So it's like pretty, pretty serious equipment, okay? Um, and then when they're putting on those uh, um, new uh, artificial ends of the bones for to make the new knee joint, the artificial knee joint, you know, they're like banging on this thing. And I mean, you could YouTube and find a total knee surgery, I'm sure. Um, and so it's it's pretty serious carpentry like it's it's hard work bones are freaking strong generally okay so they do all that and then while the person's still open they're going to move that knee through its full range of motion they're going to fully bend it and then they're going to fully straighten it past even just full straight they're going to go to what's called hyperextension. it's where the knee goes kind of where you're straightening your leg all the way but the knee actually like um kind of goes backward in a way some people it looks really freaky because they have a lot of hyperextension. Uh, it's kind of where you like lock out your knees all the way back, okay? And they compare that side to side, side by side with the, you know, non-operative knee um, while the person's on, on anesthesia. So the person's out. Um, there are some people that have gotten uh, just epidurals and then they just put a a, a screen or a sheet, but sometimes they'll even have a video so the person could watch the video of them getting their knees replaced, which I think is pretty cool. Um, anyways, so the knee moves through its full range of motion while they're still open. Um, the then um, they, you know, if that range of motion is good, they know that the, the joint that they've created is working smoothly. So then they zip them up, you know, uh, you know, sew them up, sew up back to, sew up, sew up the knee, um, 
cut that they, you know, opened up to get in there, okay? And then they do the same thing. They move it through again to check to make sure it's got the range of motion. So they have full range of motion, day zero, you know, 20 minutes into the surgery, okay? And then they turn, you know, they turn the person back online, you know, take them off anesthesia, and gradually the knee starts to stiffen up again, okay? So there's no magical, like, instant scar tissue that's, like, immediately making the knee, like, freeze. No, that's really silly. Scar tissue takes a little while to, to um, be created, okay? And, but you have this thing called a brain and a nervous system, a spinal cord and all that, that's hooked into the muscles that controls the muscles, okay? It also has sensors in all the areas too. So what it's sensing is like, holy crap, something just insane just happened, you know? <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? Like, I just got hit by a truck or whatever, okay? And so it wants to protect the crap out of that knee. And that is why most likely it's so stiff, you know? So when the person's offline, when that system can't defend the knee, it moves through that full range of motion. The doctor has to check that, make sure, because if it doesn't move through the full range of motion when you're offline, uh, you're never getting that full range of motion back when you're online, okay? So, now the, 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 the and it depends person to person. So the, the patient that got the total knee, you know, generally it's gonna have quite a bit of pain but, it, you know, it can depend. I've had people where they really didn't have a whole lot of pain. You know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of sore. You're like, oh, okay. Um, you know, it's obviously, it's kind of maybe a little luck of the draw, potentially. Um, and so now the person is back online. It's stiffer because the body wants to protect it. And over time, where the rehab whether that's the person doing stuff on their own or working with physical therapist or whatever, is basically reteaching the body, you know, what what's going on in a gradual manner. Okay, so teaching it that it doesn't have to protect the knee as much as it does, and part of that's just going to be time. Okay, some of that will just be time. I mean, there's total knee patients that don't end up going to outpatient physical therapy, and they just like go back to walking and doing everything in their normal life and often and they're a lot of them are probably fine okay but you know there are a lot that do end up in therapy and then do end up with this what i see and it's like this hardcore stretching that looks super painful and there's quite a few reasons why this is very silly and i don't know just i i think just a waste of the person's time and just needless suffering okay so if say that you're stretching the crap out of this person's knee and they're in a lot of pain you know and the logic behind it is it's like oh there's scar tissue and you're so tight and da 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 and it's like well they're tight because their body is freaked out that it had this insane thing happen to it and it's not sure what to do you know it's scared and it wants to protect them, protect their knee, okay? So having them now go through even 
more pain like by you cranking on it okay so this outside force this weird person that's like now like really cranking on your knee um, might make the body want to protect more okay like the body goes wait a second who the hell is this person cranking on me um, you know I'm gonna really defend myself here you know and then you add in the fact that you know this whole physical torture moniker and the patients a lot of you know a lot of these total knee patients really oh for lack of a better word just getting relatively afraid of physical therapy um i think you just have like a recipe for sort of disaster because um you know, the body's just is going to add up all these variables to be like, this is not a great place to go. And so the, the tactic I've taken instead is basically just to help them work out, okay? And, I mean, there's three, or it used to be we had, you know, machines um, where I would just, you know, generally I would test their knee extension strength, so that's where you straighten the leg, and then their knee flexion strength, which is where you bend the leg, okay? Bending and straightening the knee. Um, via some sort of um, handheld dynamometer, and that's just fancy talk for a force measurer. So like they'd push on it and it'd tell you how much pounds of force they were pushing into it, okay? And then compare that side by side. And so you just kind of get a, uh, a good idea of where they're what they're working with now um, and a lot of that weakness I mean part of that could just be weakness because it's very um, likely that they maybe were favoring that leg prior to surgery to depend you know potentially um, and also just the body kind of limiting itself from pushing as hard because it's in pain okay and also now that they're like you know have this big old cut on the front of their leg, you know, this big old scar that's still probably is a little, a little sore or raw. Um, so little fat factors in there. But anyways, that gives you a good idea of what to start with in terms of like load and weight. Okay, and then we just go on the knee extension machine, the leg, ex the the knee, the leg extension machine, um, and then the leg curl machine, and then you know some sort of leg press, or if they're able to trying to do some sort of like a box squat or or maybe like a split stance box squat that's where like one foot goes in front of the other so you can kind of almost force putting weight on that leg and also force it to bend more when it's in the back too so different stuff like that basically using gravity to our advantage and then practice things like you know step ups and stuff like that and I'll tell you what you know, granted, those things weren't necessarily easy, but the person was always in control. They weren't getting cranked on by some outside force, you know, causing a lot of pain. <laughs> I mean, generally, the out of all of it, the hardest thing was usually just riding the bike, you know, and, you know, just trying to get the, the revolutions on a bike. So, you know, usually it raise up the bike seat as high as they can sit, to, you know, give them some, some room, and then try to get them to go in circles as much as they could and tolerate you know and that's usually just a few minutes or so and that's fine um, and 
I, I don't, you know, for the last, I don't know, almost six plus years, I guess, more or less, I just stopped doing those joint moves because it just didn't make any sense. I mean, they spend like five, 10, 15 minutes and usually it'd have half an hour with somebody. Like, I was way better off just using, finding ways to use gravity to help us get range of motion because gravity is always there. It can push way harder than I can. And also the person was in control, okay? So, you know, and the logic behind someone coming to somebody maybe two, three times a week and getting their legs stretched for a few minutes, you know, five to 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, thinking that that's going to make a huge difference (laughs) in the long run things. It just, that's not even enough. Like, anyways, just enough dosage time doing it. Okay. Versus having them do some sort of loading exercise. that's going to make a change more long-term plus, you know, teaching them ways to, to do, you know, use gravity to, you know, quote unquote, stretch the knee. And remember, we're not really like stretching muscles per se. We're more just kind of teaching the body to be okay with giving that range of motion back, you know? And so going little by little gradually over time is probably going to be more successful because, you know, the way I think of it is like it's, it's a uh, give an inch, take a mile type mentality. So you kind of go right to the edge and the body's like getting a little bit, hey, you're getting a little close here. And then you're like, okay, okay. And then you back off and then you go again and you back off and you go again. And over time, you're going to, that line just via time, plus you gradually pushing the envelope, you know, little by little, pushing your boundaries, gradually the body's going to give that range of motion back, okay? And plenty of my total knees where I never cranked on their knee. Basically, we just did strengthening exercises and walking and maybe some balance and step-ups and yada, yada, yada. Um, They got the range back just fine, <laughs> okay, without having to crank on it, and they never called me a physical torturer or anything stupid like that, so, yeah, so there's my rant, so still kept it a little bit, still kept it rehab and pain-focused today, so I'll uh, get back on the horn semi-weekly whenever I just get the urge to do it, and uh, hope you've, you have a great Tuesday. And I'll uh, talk to you next time. Thank you. There you go. This is Nick Markey again. Bye.